The Trailblazers look abysmal in a loss to the Hornets, but there's more problems going on underneath the surface for these Blazers. Welcome to the Blazer Focus Podcast. I'm Aaron Fentress of the Oregonian slash OregonLive.com, and I'm joined by Craig Birdback. It's been a minute. We lost touch during All-Star break a little bit and some logistical things, but here we are back, and man, we're back, you know, catching up on a Blazers team that's lost eight in a row that just looked horrible against the fourth worst team in the league, the Charlotte Hornets, last night, losing 93-80. to 80? Is that what it was? I can't even remember, to be honest with you. <laughs> it was bad. It wasn't pretty. Um, I sat the whole thing just in amazement that a team could shoot that poorly. But at the same time, you know, sometimes you have bad nights, and this team right now is built to have bad nights. But let's just dive right into this, Craig. Let's just get into it because the last time we talked you were going on and on about how Cronin should not be saying this team is on the right track and he's happy with where they are and since you said that they still haven't won now when they the the eight (laughs) games they've lost three have come to Denver and two have come to Minnesota that's five five losses to two of the best teams in the league and they were actually all respectable losses in that the Blazers were sort of in it to a certain point and they were completely overmatched you knew they were going to lose, but at least they fought. Uh, but still, eight games in a row is eight games in a row. Injuries are not. Uh, but what I know you're dying to just give me your take on what you took away from last night against the Hornets. So, go. Well, it was horrible. Both teams were horrible. Let's be honest. They're not good. Uh, the Hornets are are 15 and 42 now. And they but they've won four. They've won five out of six. Yeah, and their last game out against a decent team, they barely scored 80 points again. Uh, they barely scored 80. So, and scored less than 34 in the half. I mean, the Blazers scored 34 points in a half. I'm right. like, nowadays, that's a that's a that's a low scoring quarter. <laughs> you know, like you look around the league and the other scores, and you're like, and, and to be honest, they made three threes, but two were an absolute garbage time. Yeah, they were one for 26 and then tacked on a I couple mean, like, late. They saved historical awfulness by hitting two, you know, nobody's cares threes. Right. Um, it was a terrible game. Look, my whole thing is you can't be happy with that. That's it. Just be honest about it. You can't be happy with the product you put out last night or in the last eight games or this season because there's not it's not interesting you know without scoot playing and sharp playing like that's the whole reason for the season right i mean that's it yeah yeah. and so when both of them aren't playing you're like okay what do i sink my teeth into in watching this game and there wasn't much it was ugly (laughs) um they lost which in i guess in the end is good, right? The more ping pong balls, the better. They're now a half game not, ahead. They're now only a half game ahead of Charlotte for the fourth worst record. Yep. Right. I mean, so, and anything else that you watched last night to me didn't matter. I mean, Simon's had one of his worst games he's ever had. I mean, four for twenty-one. He played an entire game, thirty-five minutes at uh, the lead guard. Well, we won't call him a point guard, right? I'll be nice, even though he was the point guard last night. He had no assists. Like that's hard to do. That is hard to do. The started lead guard played 35 minutes and not have an assist. Now, admittedly, when your team goes three for 32 from three, they're yeah. missing. Like, it's not all bad. That's passes. not on him. That's not on him. <laughs> well, zero is, but not all. Uh, right? Like, 
Yes, it's hard to get zero assists playing well, thirty-five minutes at any position. Like at any position, but, on the but floor. that's because like other people. Gonna, that's because other people around you are going to make baskets. You have to. Sure. Someone has to make a basket to get an assist. So it's not necessarily on the guy for having zero assists when the rest of the oh. team shot horribly. That's all. I'm he shot four for twenty-one, over yes, eight, ten points, thirty-five minutes. He had zero assists, four turnovers. <laughs> it's a really, really awful night. Of course, I'm just and, not blaming him for the assists. Um, but go ahead. So you know that. But who cares, right? right? Like, what does it matter? We know his talent. Uh, Aiton went off again. Aiden was he had twenty six and nineteen. Well done. Um, but he was still plus. He was still minus eight. You know, like because the team was so bad. And really, does that matter? I mean, that that's what I, I I'm watching for. Like, why did last night's game matter? And if you're a fan, you want to watch something that matters. Right. And if you're and if you like and you're rooting for the franchise, you want to be interested and engaged about this future that Joe Cronin's talking about. And last night, there wasn't that. I mean, he, yes, he started Kamara and Murray, which are, you know, two rookies that were taken in late in the first and in the second round in a trade, but they were terrible. So that wasn't great, you know, like, uh, but, you know, for Murray, he got a career high nine rebounds because he didn't, he's never played 33 minutes before. So, um, but that, that's where I'm at with this. Like, that's why I'm saying what, like last night's an example of why I just say there's no way that the, the franchise, anybody with this franchise should say we're happy where we are. It doesn't mean I think he's done an abysmal job or I'm piling on. It's just the reality of the situation to kind of own up to it. I hear you. So, okay. Um, 34 points and a half was tied for seventh worst this season with, and their, their own performance against in the second half against Milwaukee at Milwaukee is among those seven. Uh, it was their lowest three point shooting percentage of the season. Of course. Before that, it had been 18.2 and that was against Chicago. This obviously was their lowest. Uh, their 80 points were second fewest this season for them. Coming behind the seventy-seven they scored at Oklahoma City when they lost one thirty-nine to seventy-seven, to seventy-seven. So okay, so from the Blazers' standpoint, Billups and Anthony talked about this that it was just one of those nights. Billups said he felt really good about the defense, but again, Charlotte's not that not that good, especially with Lamelo out. He said that his team definitely showed fight that which could be found in the twenty-two offensive rebounds that led to twenty-second chance points. If it hadn't, I mean, obviously with all those bricks they were throwing up, there was a ton of offensive rebounds to be had, but they did get 22 of them <laughs> and they converted those into 22nd chance points to half not have an baby, instant blowout. They did battle to within five and then all yep. of a sudden 14-0 run blew it open again. Um, there's been nights this year where Ant and Grant played well and everyone else was bad. Tonight was one of those nights where those two were one of 14 combined on threes, did not play well, and everyone else played poorly except for Aiton. So, you know, he, he, Billups and Ann said they both felt like they got good looks. And I, I felt like, you know, I didn't feel like they were really struggling to get shots. They were just struggling to get shots in. So you could say they actually did things X's and O's wise and hustle wise on at least an average level, and the shots just weren't following. However... This team is ripe for that kind of stuff because they rank 29th in scoring, last in field goal percentage at 43.8, 28th in three-point shooting, 34.8, and last in true shooting at 54.1. 
three of their top five scores, Sharp, Brogdon, and Scoot, were out. And that forces them to lean on the younger players or the, the bench guys like Matisse Thybul, Delano, uh, Tumani, Jabari, and Murray. And they were all a combined 0 for 14 from beyond the arc. And if you're any team in the NBA, you're going to be happy with all those guys shooting threes, right? Shoot all the threes you want. So for me, and this circles back to what you just said about not being happy, for me, what we're seeing as the season goes along is that these forwards who in little spots, little spurts, show well and everyone's all excited about them, they're, as they're playing more, they're being exposed more. And right yep. now, you cannot convince me that Kamara, Murray, and Walker are on the path to be legitimate rotation guys for a winning team. I'm not saying they're not going to be there. I'm not saying they're not going to get there. I'm not saying they're not working hard. I'm just saying we saw Walker start, and he looked good for a minute, and then boom, he wasn't starting. We saw Kamara start. He looked okay. Then boom, he wasn't starting. Then Kamara's back in. He's not doing anything. And then they're going to start Chris Murray. And Chris Murray isn't really doing anything. So these three young fours that people are so excited about are not coming through at all when it comes to at least contributing to winning games. And I'm not talking about beating the Timberwolves or beating the Nuggets. I'm just talking about beating the Hornets, beating the Wizards, beating, you know, beating that team. So for me, that's where I'm I'm alarmed because you're not getting anything really from these guys consistently. And then of course Scoot is still struggling with consistency. So is Shaden. So of these young guys you have, who really has stepped up to show, okay, that guy is a future pillar other than probably Shaden to a certain degree. And of course there's a lot of talent in Scoot. That's why he was drafted third. But anyway, it's it's just a mess. It's start, and come on, starting Chris Murray at the two, and, and Chauncey's like, who else am I going to start? Well, start Matisse. You know, starting right. Chris Murray at the two just doesn't make any sense to me. But again, they're experimenting, so it doesn't really matter. But you know, it, it's just they're, they're also it's those hard. two guys, Kamara, Kamara and Murray, are twenty three. So right. it's not the same. You know, like they're twenty three. They're old rookies for the NBA. Right. So. It's they don't have a long window, and they're not a lot of twenty-seven you know year old rookies like Duop, you know, in the NBA like getting it done. Like if you don't get it done at twenty-three and twenty-four, you're probably done. You're not going to be in a rotation because people are going to try the twenty-year-old, or right. the twenty-one-year-old, or the twenty-two-year-old, or the twenty-three-year-old. So like their window of of contributing and growth is is really now. Like you can't you can't just say well they're young. Because of course they are, and they don't have a lot of experience. But you know their bodies are developed to twenty three. You know you could still get stronger, of course. I mean, you know, CJ is a lot shorter, clearly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, obviously CJ and and Dame came in as older, you know, guys after playing four years, and they certainly developed their bodies. But there's that. But I mean, like it's just there's just little things. Like two thousand and eight was the last time Charlotte won in Portland. Like those are the kind of things you just don't want to happen, right? Like all with all the stuff that's gone on in the Blazers since two thousand and eight, they had, they hadn't lost to they they were the Bobcats when, when they won here. Like you know, Literally. That's, those yes, two thousand eight. Like that's not the kind of thing that you can be happy about. And yes, they got it within five, but you're like, yeah, you got within five to one of the worst teams in the NBA playing on your home court, your home court, and then they blew their, your doors off. Like they were like, Ooh, they did what Denver's done. They called a timeout, yes. came out, and, and went about sixteen twenty like that, and they had them been up twenty all game, and all of a sudden, boom, they're up twenty all all year. 
<laughs> I mean, like, this isn't a good team, you know. And but you saw things that you know Miller looks. You know, you see those things when he drills a three and he shoots thirty eight percent from three. You're like, okay, that guy's six eight six nine playing that position and hitting threes. I'm glad you brought him up because I was thinking about that last night. I was like, you are seeing the difference between a young, talented forward who's probably going to be a star and showing you flashes of being that and Portland's young forwards that everyone's all giddy, not everyone, but people are giddy about who aren't even remotely close to his level. And so we know that Murray, Walker, <clears throat> Rupert, yeah. uh, Kamara are never going to be on the level of that guy. And those are the guys you need if you ever really want to win. <clears throat> Excuse me. So yep. at the most you're hoping and- that these young guys become at least good backups, but you got to have impact wings. And none of them are. are and your two starters, because we have seen signs from Sharp, right. though he's not a, he's probably a two, not a three. Absolutely. Um, but now we can't because he's hurt. And he's now hurt. Scoot's hurt. Right. And it's all like, it's a mess. this is all the time, the, the development. So that's the frustrating part is that you can watch the game and say, what am I looking forward to tonight? Right. And it's not going to be the win and loss. So. Like you mentioned, Kamara gave you like glimpses of like, woohoo, right? And you're like, look at this, you know, this guy, they got him in that trade and yay, and he's playing great. And, no, and you're he was, like, he was, well, play- we got- he was playing okay. He was never playing great. No, but I mean, for defensively, he was playing great. For a guy you didn't expect no. to play at all, right? I mean, I'm just saying there was. He was never that, playing that- great. Okay, uh, you're right. <laughs> I mean, I'm being, I'm being too optimistic here. And when you dropped in Murray, you, you know, late in the first, you look at his brother and you start thinking, well, they're twins, right? Like, you know, there's hope here and everyone, but you watch him shoot. You're like, oh, that's different. Like, that's not, that's not, uh, that's not a shot that I think is going to be going in consistently. Like when he makes it, you're like, oh, so you're, you're left rooting for Dua, you know, like, and you're like, okay, we've got this guy that we just signed and read that. You got your ninth man. Like, that's what we've gotten from this season right now is your ninth man. Like, you feel good. Like, I think that's a good low contract. The guy's a great story. And He's a tenth man when Williams comes back. Well, I'm just – I'm being nice. I'm being nice. So, on Kamara – he can play on, the four. He can, Kam- play, he can play the four. On Kamara, 112 defensive rating is solid, especially with this team. So, I'll, I'll give you solid to good, not great. Offensive rating, 106. He's a negative six rating. Um. But again, a rookie, like you said, like I, I don't believe either one of us are trying to be overly critical of these guys. But again, you're looking at the bigger picture. And the bigger picture, I would say right now, is that so far to this point, the year of development has been a complete bust. Either guys have been too hurt, too inconsistent. You're not seeing nearly enough out of the so-called building blocks. You know, Shaden, as, as much as Shaden has looked, because he's so physically gifted, he's had long yeah. stretches where he doesn't shoot well. He shoots poorly. He had one little seven or eight game burst where he was amazing. And other than that, not so much. So, I- And you hope that's the injury because we know he's playing hurt. So you hope that's the injury. But here's what you, – you're not going to get better sitting, you know, right now in his career. Like not even being able to practice. So you get better shooting. And now Scoot is not going to get better sitting. And at this point, the, the season was lost when they started. But now they're not even getting the gains. So right, exactly. That's and, tough. <clears throat> so sharp on a season, forty point six percent from the field, thirty three percent on threes. Those are all dramatically down from last season. So again, more more minutes, more time, bigger numbers because of the minutes and time, but the efficiency 
fell off huge. And that's a concern. And I wanted to see him in the second half, so to speak, play like he did last year when he shot 47%, 36 on threes. So, you know, I'm not worried about him because I do think he's going to be spectacular. He's only about to turn 21, I think. Um, or maybe he is 21. But you wanted to see more. Right, but it's another, it's another year of hope. Right. It's and, not a year of seeing seeing the dividends. Exactly. 100%. 100%. So, I don't know, man. It's bad, bro. Yeah, the hot, <laughs> I mean, the one thing that has been much better recently other than one terrible game is uh, dominating has dominating. been you know, playing really well. Yeah. I mean, last night, huge numbers. You do worry about the numbers being just numbers because, right, they got, you know. And they your opponent. They've lost. Yeah, they lost eight straight. And, yeah, look you look at the Hornets. You know, there's, there's Nick Richards is decent, you know, but he's not, he's not formidable. Yeah, but he's not. But, but Aiden he had a nice be. game. Aiden had a nice game yes. against Jokic, 22 and 10, I think, something like that. Looking it up right no, here. He's played. He's been solid, 10, yeah. other than the one stinker where he like had two points. Minnesota, yeah, that was no bad. Re- yeah, no rebounds. That was really ugly. Uh, but you know, what does it mean? I don't know because it all that matters with him is is he going to be part of the future? We know he can dominate. You know, we you know I, I was listening to the radio because that's what I do, and they're like, you know, he's been a. You know, he's been a double-double machine lately. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like, duh. He averaged a double-double, 18 and 10 for the Suns. You know what I mean? Like, that's what you expect. You know, yeah, well, that's a double-double machine. Yeah, the guy you uh, traded. Exactly. Like, I mean, yeah. a double-double for a big is like, I mean, first of all, rebounds are super easy today. If you're seven well, foot, you should be when, mi- when you miss 40 shots, you know, well, there's more. Well, but the other teams are so spread out, there's hardly anyone to battle a re- for a rebound underneath. It's not like you're banging down there with Lambeer, Sally, and Rodman, right? You're banging down there with one dude because everyone's so spread out. So you should get double-digit rebounds. That does yeah. not impress me at all for a six foot eleven guy. And the points, I mean, 18 points, I mean, he has a high shooting percentage, but is he going to ever be reliable to put up 25 and 19 in a playoff game. That's my question. Is he going to hit the key shots? Is he going to be as aggressive as he was when he knows there's not a big that can really stay with him? But regardless, I mean, 22 and 10, we talked about 22 and 16, 18 and 17, 27 and 9, 20 and 11, and then 26, 19. Those are the games he's had in the last 10 games. So we are seeing some payoff there. But again, it's in games where you know they're going to lose and there's nothing on the line. So I still and he's wonder. Not, and, and, and as far as I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, watchability for this team in a, in a bit, he's not <laughs> anything fantastic to watch. You know, I mean, he his best shot's the the 12-footer. And, yeah, he dunks every once in a while. But, you know, I mean, he's not. Uh, but did, did you see when he went like, when, when, I think he went behind the back of his legs. He did. Like he, and, then he, and then he pulled it up. <laughs> he like that was, I was like, whoa. No, where is, no, where is I mean, that? I want to see one of those per game. I want to see one of those and then. You know, you kind of get a little deep, but not give up your dribble and then drive past the guy. Like, that was a flash of seeing a special player, is what I'm saying. But do that more often. Yeah. But with Sharp, you could get that. You got that every night, even when he was shooting 12%. You know, he was going to do something <laughs> that was going to be like, whoa, he just tried to dunk over three people. He didn't get there, but he tried, and maybe he'll get there next time. Even Scoot, you know, has shown those flashes of going down the lane and dunking or a, a beautiful pass or breaking an ankle. I'm just saying for he's a center. He plays like an old school center. And that's not the most look, I, I grew up Patrick Ewing. Like Patrick, you know, he's just like Patrick Ewing. Patrick Ewing or my, yeah, I mean, except 
Patrick was a much better shooter, but uh, and a much and he did dominate. I was poking uh, you know the bear. Like I was that, poking the bear on that. That wasn't, <laughs> you know, the dream shake was like nowadays. The dream shake wouldn't be it, it wouldn't be it would be a, a day dream shake. It wouldn't be that exciting, you know. Like it was a great move, but the league has changed where your expect your expectations are a little bit different from the you know so much three, so much dunking. But hey, he you can't complain about. You know his his numbers, and he he can't he can't you know carry this team to victory. He's the center that doesn't handle the ball. So when when he goes off and does what he does and gets 19 rebounds and 26 points, shoots 11 for 16, you're like, yep, that's thank you, well done. You're not the problem tonight, uh, but you just said it. Like, is he going to be the guy that does that during a playoff game? Well, we're so far removed from that. Like, do we see him? Do we see the Blazers even having him? And and is he going to be 40? You know, like, at what point? Uh, you know what I mean? Like, we're not – this team's not turning in two years right now. Like, the corner has not – they haven't reached the the bottom. I mean, they're, they're – right now, the battle's going to be how, how many ping pong balls are they going to get um, and then go from there. And does Aiton – does Aiton over the offseason go, hey, look, man, I'm not – I'm 26. You know I mean? Let's be honest. You're better off you know, they, they can't starting trade, over. They, they can't trade him. I don't think they can get any. No, I, think I, don't trade, think get, I think they could trade – I think they could trade anybody but Sharp at this point. You know, like – No, I'm I saying really they, don't I don't think anybody. they could get anything worth oh, giving up, giving it, well, giving up point, on him just, Yeah, but at, you at some go, point, 30 mil is a lot of money. True, but you got to go at least another year, I think, with him. Like there, there's certain things that have to hit. You got to give it more time, or this whole thing's going to be a disaster. Scoot and and Aiton are the top two. Those those guys, you got to give that more time, or you're admitting that everything you did was was for naught in relationship to Damian. Before we move yep. on to let's let's skip Chauncey to the hall and go to the TV ratings thing because I know you're chomping the bit to yep. that. But I want to make one point that you kind of brought this up <clears throat> with the forwards about others coming in. They have two first round picks right now. Their own, which is going to be a high pick, which has to be a big. Like it, ha- it has to be a forward, right? It yeah. has to be. There's no. If they draft another guard. Seven or above. Fire everybody. Six, seven, or above. They, they draft another <laughs> guard. Fire everybody. Okay, I don't care how good the guard is. Trade down or something. Fire. Trade down. Um, so when that forward comes in, he's going to be the priority over every last one of these guys that people have been touting, right? And then you have the Warriors pick. I guess that could be a guard, but. I know. But I'm just saying, you're gonna if you draft another forward for yep. a lottery pick. It will not. Well, it might not be a lottery pick, but it's gonna be a middle first round pick probably. That's gonna be a priority. And then you're gonna bring in two second rounders. That could be anything. But unless you trade these picks, you're bringing in four young cats. Well, that means some other young cats got to move, right? You can't have seven second rounders in development. Right? So at some point, something's gonna give with some of these guys. And right now, none of them have demonstrated that they're absolute keepers. Because when giving a chance, given a chance, given minutes, and against bad teams, they're not stepping up, and that's just not a good sign. And you can't just keep picking down no. low, no. You know, in the second round, and if Golden State's pick is a late first rounder, like you know, you take the lottery pick, but at some point in time, you got to try to turn some of these thing assets into people. You know, actual players. Because right. all you're going to get from these, I mean, Chris Murray's a great example. You got a first round draft pick. He's 20, he was drafted in the 20s. He's not drafted in the 30s or the 40s. And this is what you get. You know, it's harder to hit down there. And, and to be honest, that's where 
that's where teams can just rock it. I mean, Joke Jokic, like that guy, you get you hit the lottery on a guy that wasn't even a first round draft pick. Right. But it, they're so few and far between. Like we still go back to you know to green with the the Warriors. Like the guy's almost you know he's thirty five. Like, but we still think about that as being the hit because he was a second round pick. It's just not even the Jimmy Butlers of the world that weren't lottery picks or or, or whatever. But at some point in time, you got to get players that have proven themselves um, that are on the young end of it. And how you do that means you have to give stuff up, stuff up, right? And that's why I say Aiton or your guy Simon. Like at some point in time, you got to make a, a commitment to a window. I mean, right now they have yet to commit to a window of time because you have two point guards. You have two lead guards that are in there. And then you're – other best pl- you know best young player is also a guard as you mentioned so um i'm with you i just can't if they draft four guys next year like that's not like that's remix like that's the remix especially if three of them are low you know second rounders are low first yeah ideally you trade malcolm in a pick for something but anyway we'll see all right so clearly when i go to these games I see a lot of empty seats, which makes sense, given that the team's not very good and that there really isn't a guy that, you know, makes you go, oh, I got to go to the Blazers game to see this dude. They haven't, you know, Chauncey talked about earlier not having an alpha, and they don't. You know, Ant, you hope, becomes that, but Ant has been kind of up and down and hurt a lot. And they're just not a fun watch, really, especially with Scoot and Shaden out. So I get it when I see a lot of empty seats, but apparently – they're also having a lot of empty eyeballs on TV sets, for lack of a better example there. Uh, and people are not watching the games. Craig, break it down, bro. Well, you know, it came out last week that their, their ratings are down 49%, which is the biggest drop in the NBA. Well, the rest of the NBA is up and the Blazers are down. Of course, we know the Blazers Comcast put um, Root Sports on a, a different tier. So it's not it's a higher paying tier. So that is a that's an impact. So I'm seeing eighteen hundred excuse me, eighteen hundred, eighteen dollars a month is what I'm seeing as a higher tier. Is that what you've seen too? Yeah, I don't know. So I like just that. pay them. I'm stupid. I'm silly. They <laughs> got me. I'm about to cut the cord. Uh F- Fubo. Anyway, go ahead. I gotta think about it. I gotta think about it. I'm, you I'm know, doing this. So I, I kept you know it because of live sports. <laughs> well, I mean, admittedly we'll get off, but what packed Pac twelve network is a big reason why I kept it. And Root Sports is a big reason why I kept it. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm thinking of going down that route as well, especially with a young kid that's watching all the stuff on the, you know, on the streaming. I love the Yankees. I get them on the MLB, you know. Um, but I do want to – I want to be competent for the podcast, so I keep watching the games, you know. But they're hard. Right. They're hard to watch. Uh, so, yeah, there's that. But as we mentioned, you and I, were, uh, before we started here, is like – it's similar to tickets for games. Yes, when you raise prices on tickets or you raise prices on watching the games, it's not gonna it's gonna hurt you. But right. it's really gonna hurt you when no when the product's not as good. Right. Like you're you got out of the tickets not because they raised the prices, but because you're like, no one's gonna want to buy them. And I won't yep. be able to sell them because yep. no one no one wants to come. And it's similar. Like, there's not – like, why would you watch – like, watching last night, if you're even a Blazer fan, there you don't need to see that. You're not going to miss 
anything amazing. Like even when, you know, obviously Damien came in on a weird time because they, they had already gotten there. But like when Brandon Roy and LaMarcus came and they were bad, you had the future and you saw it and you were as pumped. Right. Now, like the future's on the bench because they're hurt and they've been hurt all year. And your best players are Simons, Grant, and Aiton. Your most exciting player is Simons, and he's a three-point shooter who's not awesome with the dribble. Like he won the slam dunk contest, but he, and he had a nice dunk last night to beat the shot clock. But he's not, you know, that dynamic um, of like, oh my. So I get it why it's down, and and they're gonna have you know they're gonna have to work on the product as far as getting off of root or figuring that part out. Because more accessibility for games is what people are doing. These, um, you know, we don't have to tell you about the the Comcast sports channels and the other ones that didn't work out. Um, so there's going to be realignment when it comes to where you're going to get your product. But until 49% is not because they switched tiers. It's because the product's okay, so, not as good. So I talked to the president of business operations, Dwayne Hankins, about this. And Great he blamed dude. it mainly on the changing in tiers, um, which, but it's like sort of which came, what came first, right? The chicken or the egg. I agree with you hundred percent. The change in tiers is definitely a huge factor. Yes. But mainly because you traded away the most popular and arguably greatest player of all time. And the product is bad. So why am I watching this? If I don't have the draw of Damien, like, like there's no player on this team that fans universally love. There isn't one. Not yet. There's players yet. fans like and they want to love, but nothing on the, on the level of CJ and Dame. They're gone. So then the product better be good, or at least if you're not winning, you're exciting and you can see the potential. And right now, if you're being honest, you can't see the potential. I mean, you I mean, you can see a glimmer of potential. Don't get me wrong. Sure. But I don't believe for a second, and I told you this at the beginning of the season, that my overrunner for players in the rotation who will be on in the rotation when this team makes the postseason is four and a half. Because I do believe that hardly anyone on this team is still going to be here when they become, you know, formidable. So if that's the case, why am I paying more? Why am I watching it all? Especially when Scoot and Shaden are out. But even when they're playing, other than the occasional Shaden dunk, it's like, eh, what am I watching? There's a team that, you know, made the playoffs every year for a decade. A straight, right? Yeah, I'm but just you know, I'm yeah, stretching it. But, but you know what I mean. Like they yeah. were, and the biggest complaint was they were good but not great. Right. Well, and that's not the complaint now. <laughs> I'm just saying like that. So there's that. But you always knew Dame could score 50 or have a magical night. And, you know, Dame time was – Dame time's fun to watch, man. Like he, he – that's real. Right. Um, and even Brandon Roy, super, you know, exciting game. I mean, you watch the games and and I sympathize with the promo, promo people for Root and Blazers Broadcasting. Because they are trying to update. They've been great at that Blazers broadcasting always. Like, there's something happened the night before. They're right back with it. Right. They've they've got the one game winner from Simons, a runner in the lane. You know, like, they went with the two dunks back-to-back as their other thing because they just don't have it. Dame gives you something every week. You know what I mean? Like, 
where he was hitting the game winner, yelling, you know, Rip City. Those are those are moments you didn't want to miss. Yeah, um, you know, Lamarcus was. People are like, well, he's boring because he's a mid-range game, but he was still really good and an all-star. And right now, we, you know, this team doesn't even have um, one of the young faces, right? Where you're like, oh, you hope, but yeah, the, the league doesn't even know about Sharp. You know, like he hasn't. Scoot was, Scoot's got a great personality. He has the potential to do it all in this league, but he's got to get better, and uh, it's not there yet. So. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to spend 20 bucks extra a month to watch this team unless you're a diehard diehard. So, and there I mean, was we, the, you paid. Hey, the diehards you, are at some of these games. It's impressive. Like, even last night, sure. they were cheering. They were fired oh. up when they came back. And it's like, wow, man, these guys care. They love this their their team. But as soon as that 14-0 run happened, they're out. <laughs> they were gone. I, I they were disappointed. The last game against Denver, they're down like 10. And – the crowd is still trying to get people to miss free throws. And I'm like, good for – I mean, that's awesome. Like, they're – the game was over, and they still were were pushing it. And we know Trailblazer fans are amazing. But, you know, they, they're also got stuff to do. You know, they can hike. They can go see other stuff. There's movies. But, I mean, <laughs> people pay for HBO to watch The Sopranos. You know what I mean? Like, right. HBO is constantly having to know that they have to have that signature show. Because if not, people will stop watching HBO, right? I mean, like right. if Sopranos goes, you're like, oh, okay, curb your enthusiasm. Well, this is the last season. You know they're out. Like, we need a signature show. You know, we need to. Or Let's do Game of Thrones it. again. <laughs> you know, I mean, Harry Potter 7, teen, or whatever it is. But, I mean, like that's part of it. Right. It's all, you know, marketing people have to deal with that. And right now they just don't have a lot to showcase. I mean, they're trying to go like these young guys are battling, you know, here and there. Uh, but. You know, there's just not a lot to, you know, to hang your coat on or True. your hat. I don't think you hang yeah. your coat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Chauncey, is he going to make the haul or what? What do you think? You know, the basketball look- fame is odd, right? It's so you know, odd. When, yeah. You know, you look at it and it's never uh, – it's not – it's, you know, you get in from all over. It's not the NBA Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you know, he's a finalist, so sure. And I, I'm fine. I think he's a Hall of Famer, but I think he's right on that cusp, right, of the – if you look at just numbers and didn't experience his playing, but um, you're like, huh, I don't know. But he was a really good defensive player, and he was – they called him Big – you know, there's a reason why he's called Big Shot. You know what I mean? Like he – Mr. Big Shot because he made huge shots and he won a title. So I think he has all the elements of a Hall of Famer other than uh, statistics that nowadays, if you look at his stats compared to – I mean, Trey, Trey Young is killing him. <laughs> you know, if you just look at stats, he's, you know, he's going to the Hall of Fame. Uh, but who do you want? Who do you want in game you know, seven of an NBA Finals? You want Young or Billups? I'm taking Billups all day. Oh, all day, yeah. Billups, Billups is going to lock down Young and score on Young at will. <laughs> or so, let somebody yeah. else. Or, or yeah, or let somebody else. Um, is there is there a limit in how many they allow in every year? Do you know? I don't know that one. I don't think so. Um, so when I when I look at the players on the finalist list, there's only two that for me are in his tier, and that's Vince. I mean, Vince is number one, and then you got Walter Davis, who's a six time All Star, Bill Epps, and then Michael Cooper, 
you know that 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 show, I love Cooper Loop. I love Cooper. So I was an old school Laker guy, <clears throat> Magic fan. But come on, he's a Hall of Fame. He's on he's on the Hall of Fame finalist list. Really? I mean, that's like yeah. Wes, that's like Wes Welker getting into the Hall of Fame. It's like come on. <laughs> he had some. He did some nice things, but come on. You gonna put Wes Welker in the same building as Jerry Rice and Randy Moss and you know Tim Brown? Like it's, it doesn't make any sense. Charles Smith, and that's your boy, really. Charles Smith, I saw him. Make a, like, make a lap, me? and he's in. Make a lap, and he's in. <laughs> blocked, blocked, blocked again. Uh, don't do it. <laughs> One of the greatest moments of my Bulls fandom. So, but yeah, Charles Smith, okay, let's look at this: fourteen points, six rebounds, all rookie team. That's it. He's a, he's on the, he's a finalist. First of all, they need an NBA Hall of Fame. I know they factor in college and overseas and stuff like that. Yep. But regardless, that's the other part the that's bo- difficult. Yeah, the bottom line is. Billups is going to get in. Is it going to be this year? I don't know because I don't know if there's a limit. I was trying to look it up. I can't find anything on it. Uh, but five-time All-Star, NBA champion, finals MVP. He's going to be a Hall of Famer, and I think it's going to be this time around. But who knows? Who knows? Yeah. He's the second best player. I mean, Walter Davis is really good. Yeah. You know what I mean? like so. The Greyhound, um, man. I loved Walter Davis when I was a kid. It's hard to believe he's not in yet, you know. So, and with no, that, you won no championship. That's why. Yeah, championships. Championships accelerate. Like if he played, like he so he played in the what early eighties. Yeah. So let, let's say he had been on the Lakers instead of Byron Scott. Walter Davis has a couple rings. He's already in a long time ago, but he played on the Suns, yes. and they lost to the Lakers a lot, and so he doesn't have that that championship or playoff type, you know. Uh, but. Six-time All-Star, two times All-NBA. I mean, Maurice Cheeks is in. Walter Davis should be in. <laughs> I was surprised Cheeks got in. But he got in partly because he won titles with title. Doc and Carl Malone. Yep. But he was only he was a four-time All-Star, five-time All-Defensive, though. Got to give him credit for that. But, you know, he averaged, what, 14 points a game for his career, if that. 11, Different 11 time po- for point guards. 11.7 assists per game was his average. And he's in the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame is wild. So but yes, again, so, point guards were point guards were very different then. They um, were eleven points different. Hall of Famers like Isaiah and Magic scored more than eleven. That's my point. Walt, you know, who was Walt Davis's point guard? Was it uh, Fat Lever at Westfall? some point, right? <laughs> Westfall. Westfall was the point, right? Paul Westfall. You're a little older than me. <laughs> Stop. But it. you're right. I mean, Mo Cheek's numbers are—they're not. I mean, if he's in, Chauncey's in. Hundred percent. Yeah, if you're making that comparison, it's not. Yeah, even, there's there's yeah. no way Chauncey's not going to get in. It's impossible, based on who's in. Tony Kukoc is in. I don't even. I'm a Bulls fan, and I don't get well, why Tony Kukoc. Inter- international. He, that's I don't why. think. Okay, but he, he only played internationally for like four or five years. Yeah, but he did great things. You know? I mean, like he did some things, the, but he but he's okay. But would you agree he's? I don't think he's in if he didn't play for the Bulls. I don't believe for a second he's in if he doesn't have three championships. Well, we wouldn't know who he was. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, That's my point. So, uh, so winning some championships, which Billups did as a finals MVP, he's he's going to be in. So, and Vince Carter is obviously a lot. So, anyway. Yeah, of course. I mean, Vince Carter's, I mean, he's. He's one of the greatest players yeah, that never won a title. Yeah. Easily. And he also just, he he was the face of the game for a while. You know, yeah. like he, he really did. Um, bridge after Michael to, you know, what he did with the, you know, high flying and um, still, I mean, the greatest dunker I ever saw was Vince Carter. And I know Michael was amazing, but 
And he dunked over Vice, like, oof, that was the Knicks pick. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's not going to play in the NBA like that. Uh, uh, he just, if you watch the, you know, the NBA slam dunk contest, what Michael did was just so, you know, it's because they brought it back and he hadn't seen it. But if you watch what Vince did, like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And he stayed in the league for 400 years yeah, and learned how, to be a, learned how to be a role player, he which did. is really difficult. Extended his career. So. All right. Lastly, uh, I mean, we talked about all the things that are wrong with this team. Do we have any hope that these things are going to turn around in the next two months? And we can see a, a oh, stretch. They don't want them to. Well, no. I mean, winning, they don't want to win, but you still want to show flashes of like, okay, this team has some pieces that could be, you know, really good. And, uh, you know, that's what I'm hoping for. It's just give me, give me like a 10. 10-game stretch, I mean, there's only 20-something left, right? But give me an 8- to 10-game stretch when Scoot comes back where you just see these guys play well together. You see nights where Grant, Aiden, Sharp, excuse me, if Sharp's back or not, um, Ant and Scoot all play well together at the same time. A couple of the young guys fill in and play well. Like, just give me an 8-game stretch like that. They, they can lose every game. It doesn't matter. But it's just been disheartening, I think, for them. And even for me covering this team and trying to make sense of anything for the injuries to pop up all the time and them never be able to being able to have a stretch of games where you can say, okay, there's promise. And there just hasn't been. And that's one of the reasons why you said there's no reason why anyone should be happy with where things are because nothing has been demonstrated as being concretely positive moving forward. So that's all I want to see. Plus it'll keep me awake on press row. So I want, I mean, if Scoot's got to come back, you know, if Scoot doesn't come back, I you know, Sharp's not going to come back probably. And that's what I want to see. That's what, you know, him to have a 10-game stretch that, you know, maybe like watching again, he comes back and and he's even more aggressive and he's shooting a little better and he's, you know, the pick and roll with Aiton is working. But, you know, they're not very good and it's hard for him to be very good. I mean, I feel like if you, you know, Brogdon came back, they played Thibel more, Aiton plays really well, Simons is decent, and Grant is good. They're going to win, you know, they can win four out of ten. Because those are no. NBA players. Yeah. I'm just saying yeah. that's a starting five of NBA players. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, could, maybe. Will they? No, because they're not going to want that. And that's not helpful. You know, seeing Brogdon play isn't helpful. Seeing Aiton play is, you know, nice if he's playing really well. I, I don't know. This this has been a bad year for Simons. This has not been a fun, you know, he's been hurt. He's it's been inconsistent. Bad. I know, you know, yeah. he's got he, he had a kid, so that's awesome uh for his life. But as far as his career, this this how is this a you know, this isn't something he's gonna look back and be like, oh, what a great year that was. No. Um I mean, last year they lost a lot of games, but once he kind of took over, you're like, oh boy, you know, like this is he, you know, he proved what he could do, won a slam dunk contest and you know, in his career. So this year, I don't see what Simons can I don't know how Simons could play off this team and be really well, except for one day, instead of going 0 for 8, he goes 7 for 8, which could happen because he's that good a shooter at times. Yeah. But right now, he's, you know, I, I don't know what, I don't see you getting a stretch of 10 games where you're like, okay, I just hope you see a little bit here. Maybe, I mean, I'm just shocked. Like, Kamara hasn't had a, you know, 20 point game, you know, where he's, he's found a rhythm or Murray. Go four for six from three, you know, like something to say, oh boy. Um, but will that, I don't even know if that matters uh, in the sense that, like you said, um, they're going to get, they need to get better at every position. And these guys are probably fighting for role, you know, 
possibly being role players in the NBA. Right. Exactly. All right. That's it. The Blazers got Miami on Tuesday. Is Tyler Hero going to come in here and drop 50? <laughs> on a team that didn't Maybe. Or, is he, or is he hurt? I think he got hurt. If he doesn't play tomorrow, I've been looking forward to this. I want to see him come in here. Go, he hurt his knee. Uh, he hurt he his out? knee and he left early. Uh, and then there's a suspension, too, of Butler. So we don't uh, know who's going to be playing. Okay, that's another thing that's driving me nuts. It's one thing to be covering this team with guys in and out of the lineup. But when I go see Blazers-Pelicans, I want to see Zion. When I go see Blazers-Charlotte, I want to see LaMelo. When I go see the Heat tomorrow, I want to see Butler and, and, and Hero. I said, sorry, LaMelo for Charlotte. Um, I want to see the Stars come into town, and too often they're out, which is driving me nuts. He's going. Oh, he's yeah, because they know they can win without. Him. Shoot, he's not going to. He's not going to play. So Hero's not going to play. Damn it! <laughs> All right, sign off before you get All too right. angry. All right. All right. Thanks for listening to the Blizzard Focus Podcast. We appreciate it. Click that subscribe button and give us a positive rating. And we would appreciate it. And we'll try to continue making sense of the season as we move forward. Take care. Talk or see you next time.